Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manuel Feit and I'm almost messed up the intro again, Stefan. Almost out of breath. Um, out of breath. Yeah, I'm exhausted. This is my final Bundesliga tour stop of this uh, trip in Germany. I'm in Freiburg. Beautiful Breisgau. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Um, where we did a quick walk from the train station to a hotel and just can't, can't wait to actually see the city. Um, Gorgeous place. Have you been to Freiburg? No, I haven't. Stefan? No, unfortunately, no. Oof. I'm not hipster enough to go to Freiburg. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, too too busy covering the big teams. Although they do call this part of the part of Germany the Scotland of Germany. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there's a bunch of penny pinchers here. Sounds <laughs> 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 about right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if that applies to. I guess you guys have university towns like St. Andrews and maybe Edinburgh too. Yeah, 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 we definitely do. But a little bit hipsterish, maybe? I live, uh, well, St. they're actually more kind of like quite posh. Like St. Andrews is like quite a wealthy town. So it's mm. a bit different. But I, we do have like, like parts of Glasgow and Edinburgh are definitely very kind of university driven and very hipster. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair enough. But enough about Freiburg. This is the Bundesliga preview show. We have a couple big games this weekend. And so we should probably get to them. After this the episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Believe B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So yeah, um, this show and we should probably mention this and we should probably mention it every week is brought to you in partnership with Get German Football News, who have been very kind to post our predictions um, on their homepage and the link to this podcast. Mm -hmm. So head out or head over to the homepage. It's, it's very good. It has a lot of in-depth uh, Bundesliga news. And um, yeah, they also um, kind of square us off in terms of um, our prediction game. I'm not sure who's leading this week. I know I know I was leading last week. I'm not sure I still am. <laughs> I'd be amazed if I took the lead last week because I'm pretty sure I got every prediction wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Last week was tough. It was just like it was carnage, insane, absolute carnage. 
But that that's <laughs> yeah. what the Bundesliga is at the best of times, to be fair. So, you know. Um, yeah, let's okay, so let's see if you get all the results wrong again this week. Um <laughs> Great start to prediction show just talking about how terrible we are. Yeah. <laughs> um so on the top, Friday's game in uh in Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim against Werder Bremen, um high flying Werder Bremen, and you wrote an excellent um newsletter about them um this week, mm. which I, I really enjoyed and everyone should be reading it. And I have this game as a 2-2 draw just because I think Phil Krug and Dukes can't help but scoring goals. But Hoffenheim have been pretty creative in the attack as well. So 2-2 draw for me. Yeah, I've actually got the exact same one. I feel like we always do this every episode. It's always the first yeah. it's always the first game we always seem to predict the same ones. Um, yeah, I find it very hard to differentiate between these two teams. They've both been playing very well. Um, Werder Bremen have been quite good, particularly on the roads. Uh, Hoffenheim have been quite good in general. Can't pull them apart, but I think both teams will score goals. So, yeah, I've gone for 2-2 as well. Yeah, okay. So, we'll see. Maybe we'll both get that right. <laughs> uh, the next one, surprisingly, you picked as your match of the week, Leverkusen against Schalke. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, it's obvious, the big news this week, if you haven't listened to our midweek podcast, which is on on the newsletter, uh, Javi Alonso is the new head coach of Leverkusen. Um, I totally understand why you picked the side of the match of the week I, over the Klassiker and uh, the Rhein Derby mm. between Gladbach and Köln because I think a lot of people will tune into this and it doesn't clash with any of the other two games either so mm. yeah good for you so I'm gonna let you lead the way here yeah, I mean, obviously, it's pretty self-explanatory. Xavi Alonso's first game in charge of Leverkusen. I mean, I think it would have been a game to keep an eye on either way if Siona had yeah. kept his job because it would have been a match which really kind of went on to define whether he kept or not. Turns out that Porto game was the one that did it for him. But I think you can still kind of flip it around and say, well, you know what? Like, Leverkusen will obviously be hoping for a big reaction by bringing in Xabi Alonso. And the interesting thing, and we talked about this on the main show, or like the the bonus show this week, in the terms that, you know, Alonso isn't a head coach who has been hired because he's a tactical genius. He hasn't been hired because he's, because he's come out of some prestigious coaching finishing school, uh, you know, and he's like this kind of young, unknown talent who could go on to become one of the best coaches in the world. They've hired him because he's a big name and he's hopefully going to inspire that team and as such there's kind of pressure on the team and him to kind of bounce back even more so because if he was if he was known more as a kind of tactical whiz you'd be like right okay well it's going to take a couple of weeks for him to implement his system but because he's basically known as this kind of big name you kind of be you, you, you put more pressure on him and the team to kind of bounce back immediately so that's kind of what i'll be keeping an eye on uh, and Schalke at home is probably as close a must win as you're going to kind of get or an, an easy start as you're going to get because I just think Schalke have looked quite ordinary in recent weeks so yeah I'll be keeping an eye on this one seeing if he changes anything seeing if these players who have been really letting the team down this season miraculously bounce back um, and as you said can still take it in without missing any of the big games yeah, what's your prediction? Of course, good question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've still gone for a Leverkusen win in this one. I think it's going to be quite narrow, to be honest with you. Going for 1-0, mm. um, just because I'm not fully expecting this team to kind of suddenly kick into gear and, you know, suddenly become the Harlem Globetrotters. So, yeah, I've gone for 1-0 for Leverkusen. So I've gone all out and I'm saying huge, huge response match by Leverkusen, 4-1 victory. Mm. Wow. 
okay, well, let's see what happens. It's going to be a Schalke yeah. win, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just really curious to see what style of football Alonso is actually going to play. Yeah. And that is great. We don't know much about him. I mean, we, I think we get sort of a little bit of an idea, right, from who's coached him and what sort of player he was. Like, I reckon he's going to go very Spanish on us. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm here to see it. Mm. I, I'm here to see it. And I think anyone should be, everyone should be tuning in. And um, as you said, good shout for your match of the week. Um, the next one is Mainz against Leipzig and have gone for another big result here, Stefan. I went for a 4-0 Leipzig win based on what I've seen them do against Celtic. Mm. I think, although I kind of regret now not saying that Mainz might score because it's Leipzig. Um, but I, you know, either way, I'm sticking with 4-0. I'm saying Leipzig are going to win in a big way. Yeah, I kind of agree with you in that regard. I thought Leipzig were very impressive in attacking sense against Celtic. Uh, Mainz haven't really been up to much at home this season, I must admit. Uh, they've been better on the road. Um, so even though there's that kind of inclination that they could cause an upset, because that Leipzig defence is still troublesome, uh, I've still gone for a pretty comfortable win for Leipzig, so I've got 2-0 for Marco Rose's side. Hmm. Okay, either way, big win for them. Um, that should help them close the gap to the top. Um, next, Bochum against Frankfurt. And I've gone for another decisive win here, this time 3-1 for Frankfurt. How do you see this match? Yeah, I don't think this is much of a... I don't think this is very deba- debatable, this game. Bochum have been uh-huh. terrible. They look in real trouble, uh, and Frankfurt looked pretty good in and around, you know, specific mm. games, and most specifically whenever I don't watch them. But um, <laughs> they've been okay in the road. They've got two wins and a draw from their first three away games, and Bochum were once upon a time a very hard team to break down in the Bundesliga, but they're just not that case anymore. They've conceded twelve goals in the first four home games. Uh, I don't really see much changing in that regard. So I've gone for a 2-0 win for Frankfurt. Yeah, pretty much two-goal difference for both of us. Let's see who's getting it closer. Uh, The next one, Augsburg against Wolfsburg. I struggled here a little bit, Stefan, because I I have a really hard um, time. Because Augsburg are so amazing and it's such a lovely place to visit. Great. It's a beautiful city. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Nice place on the way through Munich. It's only 45 minutes. It's, it's all all good things about Augsburg. Um, you can say the same things about Wolfsburg. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just an hour drive away from Berlin. Yeah, Augsburg is yeah, routinely referred to as the Wolfsburg of Bavaria. <laughs> That's harsh. It's, it is actually really nice. Um, and that does have, like, actually, there is a parallel. There is a huge uh, car manufacturer in an Augsburg man, the truck manufacturer is they they're based out of there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, completely different story. Um <laughs> uh, I went for a one one draw here. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think this could be a really tight game too. There's something about Wolfsburg that just kinda makes me think they're gonna edge it though. They obviously I didn't actually watch the game against Stuttgart, so I can only say so much, but you know, it looked mm-hmm. as though they really put a decent effort in to kind of claw that result in and showed a bit of fight from a Wolfsburg team that just a squad that just kind of looked like they were just really really willing to just kind of down tools and wait for Nico Kovac to lose his job. So there's a kind of bit of inspiration from last week and you know Augsburg have been absolutely fine this season but they haven't been very inspiring at all at home. They've only won one of four games so I think it's going to be a really tight game. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way but right now I've got a 2-1 win for Wolfsburg. Interesting. 
Yeah, Wolfsburg a little bit better since they made the changes in the with the sporting director, right? Mm-hmm. Announced that Schmatke is leaving. Um, I think that's yeah helped them a little bit. Um, Dortmund Bayern, the big one, mm-hmm. the classica. So hear me out here. For years, I've predicted that Dortmund will finally beat Bayern. Mm-hmm. They haven't done so in eight games, and this is a, a huge match. Both of them. Excellent in the Champions League midweek, right? Dortmund with a fantastic win against Sevilla, one that probably a lot of us didn't see coming. Mm. Um, so, look, I'm saying Bayern are going to win this game 2-0 <laughs> easily because <laughs> I'm sick and tired betting on Dortmund and then seeing them lose. So I'm betting on Bayern and I think they're going to win this game 2-0. Interesting. I actually have kind of come to the same conclusion, actually. Uh, I think Bayern will win 2-1. There's certainly enough to be kind of excited about Dortmund, especially in that result against Sevilla. You know, it looked as though that front line was finally clicking into gear. Makuka looked great. Adeyemi looked great. Even Julian Brandt looked great. And I think most importantly, Jude Bellingham was kind of allowed to play this more kind of attacking role. And actually, having done the extra podcast last night, uh, I kind of found some stats to kind of back it up. And if you kind of look at Brandt, uh, Bellingham's kind of uh, average position, uh, he's he's basically the third or fourth highest player on the pitch behind that front three. Wow. So he is he was really playing as that kind of number. I know he still kind of played as a number ten, but he was certainly moving forward more as a number. Sorry, I know he was still technically playing as a number eight. Uh, he was still kind of allowed to play as a number ten. So that'll be interesting to see how he does against Bayern. But there's still a little too many kind of ifs in this result in this kind of regard for me for Dortmund. You know, yeah. as good as Makuku has been playing recently. It's it's still a concern that they're basically relying on this kid, probably to go up against that Bayern defense. Uh, I wouldn't, you know, that's that's a huge task to ask of Makuku. Um, and of course, despite that result against Sevilla, I think another thing that's worth pointing out from that match is that Sevilla actually had a, a higher xG from that game than Dortmund. And I think that really goes mm-hmm. some way to showing that, you know, even though Dortmund were great in attack, Sevilla also really should have scored a couple of goals. That defense was still far too porous, far too wide open at times. Schlotterbeck, uh, I have to borrow a term from Andy Brassel, um, who <laughs> summed up perfectly on his uh, on the Continent podcast where he said Schlotterbeck's a great player, still learning to become a good defender. And I think that sums him up really well because yeah. the ball at his feet, moving forward, he's great. Uh, he's really good in terms of like build-up play for Dortmund, but defensively, he's still a little all over the place and he was caught under the ball uh, for the Sevilla goal. So, Sula still hasn't really kind of kicked into gear yet either. Mats Hummels might get rushed back and he's not entirely fit. So I really do kind of fear for this team defensively against Bayern, who look like they've kind of jumped back into top gear. So I unfortunately think Bayern will probably win this. I've gone for 2-1, which suggests like an easy win for Bayern. Oh no, it suggests a tight game. I think it will be an easy win for Bayern. I think Dortmund might get a goal um, just because... Bayern defensively are a bit iffy as well. Lucas Hernandez is out. Manuel Neuer's a bit all over the place, blah, blah, blah. But um, I don't think they'll... I really don't know if they'll be able to make this a really difficult game for Bayern. I'd love it if they did, but yep. as you said, I'm kind of giving up betting on Dortmund at this in this fixture. So everyone bet on Dortmund <laughs> because they're going to win it now. A um, couple of, couple <laughs> of things you, to point out. Do you know what, though? It's best case scenario for us because if Bayern win, then we look like we know what we're talking about. But if Dortmund win, we get so much to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we get a really exciting league as well on top of yeah. that. A um, couple of things to point out. There is a chance Marco Royce is back, which is the miracle cure of all the miracle cures. Mm-hmm. 
Kobel could be back. Yeah. And Bayern are dealing with a COVID outbreak that is kind of escaping the media at the moment, but we don't actually know how many players are going to be. Well, we know Müller and Kimmich are probably not playing um, based on what happens in training on Friday. If they can't train on Friday, uh, Nagelsmann has said in his post-match on Tuesday that he's not going to use them uh, simply because they need to then await the cardiological examination, right? Which you have to do after every COVID case. Right. Um, because you can't, like, normally for athletes, you have to wait for 10 days to do exercise again. If you don't, you have to do a cardiological exercise. Uh, uh, not exercise. Yeah, test. <laughs> test, yeah. sorry. Yes, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, and, you know, it just looks like that those two might be missing. And depending on what health help is happening with this outbreak, yeah. who knows, right? Unless, and bear with me here, this is one of these kind of fake injuries that Bayern players just so happen to get yeah. when there's international breaks on. And they yeah. just fancy a week off. You know, Bayern obviously had a bit of an easy game um, mm. at the week during the midweek there against Victoria Pilsen. Possibly they've just been kind of making up a few things, giving the guys a week off ahead of this game. Would it be beyond the realms of possibility? We'll find out Saturday. All I'm saying is if Kimmich and Thomas Muller are in the starting lineup and they look in perfect condition, it would not surprise me. Well, you know, like Muller apparently doesn't have symptoms. Mm. Yeah, I'm just basing this on what I've been told. Um, You know, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Don't go by my advice. If you get COVID, get yourself checked out before you start running, biking, etc. Again, and don't say I listened to Manu on the podcast and he said that Müller can play the next. <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying, um, but yeah, I think that's just an interesting one to kind of keep your eyes on. Um, but it should be an interesting match, and we'll see how it ends. Mm. Um, there is another big game this weekend as well, and that's Gladbach against Köln. Which is oddly enough the Sunday three thirty fixture, which is an odd time to put this game mm. because in in the Rhine, this is a big that's a big big derby. You know, it was for a while supplanted by uh, Gladbach against Leverkusen and then Leverkusen against Köln, right? Mm. Because simply Leverkusen were the biggest team or the most successful team, not the biggest um, in that region. But Gladbach and Köln and Köln in particular have been pretty good this year. This is going to be a fascinating match to watch. And if it wasn't on the same weekend as the Classica or Alonso being hired, that probably would be our match of the week, right? Um, so I, I went here for another high-scoring draw. I said 2-2 because I think these are two teams. Gladbach looked in disarray last week. Köln can always score. And I think this is going to be a fun game with a 2-2 draw in the end. <laughs> I've got it for the exact same result. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I've... I was really quite tempted to go for a Gladbach win in this game until last mm. weekend, obviously, when they really did just get completely pulled apart against Werder Bremen. Um, yeah. And it really made me think that, you know, Cologne could maybe do something similar to them. Um, it's it's a derby. You know, Cologne haven't been exactly great on the road, but they've also been undefeated as well. You know, they've kind of picked up one draw, a one win in three draws. Um, Gladbach have been decent at home as well. So I think it's going to be two gate, two teams kind of going head to head, kind of level in terms of form. Maybe you could argue Gladbach have the better team and they have been playing well this season. You know, I don't want to put too much weight on that Bremen result because as I wrote about this week, mm. Bremen just have this kind of incredible ability, just really blitz teams in the first 30 minutes. And 
it catches so many teams by surprise, and that's exactly what they did against Gladbach. So, you know, I'd, I'd maybe kind of point to that fixture being a result of Bremen's success rather than Gladbach's failure. So I wouldn't read too much into them losing that game. So I still think they should be, able to, they should be going into this match thinking we should definitely win this, but it's a derby. I've gone for 2-2 as well. I think it should be a really great game. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a good game, match to watch. Um, I'm sadly missing it, so I have to back watch it because I will be on a plane <laughs> flying back back to Canada. Um, anyways, the next match, uh, second to final match that we're going to talk about is Hertha Dumpster Fire Berlin against Freiburg. <laughs> I was calling them a dumpster fire because they have a 374 million euro mountain to climb. Um, Wow, I mean, this is a story and a half that we should probably further discuss if we can next week because Lars Vintors, their investor, is pulling out and wants to sell his shares back to the club. And I cannot see Hertha come up with 374 million euros. And you know what else I can't see them come up with? A win against Freiburg. <laughs> I think they're going to lose this game 2 0. Interesting. I've, I'm going to kind of push against this. Um, I think Freiburg will still win this game because I still think. You know, they're probably one of the best teams in the league. Uh, yeah. Christian Strike obviously probably won't be there, I'm assuming, since he'll still have COVID. Uh, although he might yeah. be. He might be back by that point. Uh, if he tests negative, I think he's allowed. He's allowed to test himself free. Like, was Fischer just mm. did, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I actually think Hertha have actually kind of managed to turn things around on the pitch. Whether that, what you just mentioned there, that kind of bombshell this week will mm. get in the way of their on-the-pitch performances we'll kind of have to wait and see really uh but i actually think they have been quite good you know they've obviously picked up a decent 2-0 win against augsburg and then they've kind of grinded out really decent draws against hoffenheim mainz and leverkusen which you know by no means easy teams to play against right now so i think hertha deserve a bit more credit but and if they were playing maybe on any of the another any of like maybe in our 10 or 12 teams in league this weekend i probably would have backed them but this freiburg side look pretty awesome away from home they look awesome in general um, uh, and I've gone for a narrow 2-1 win. I think it'll be a very tight game. Yeah. I just think that story is, oh man, if you're a player, you, you've got to worry about what's going on. So do they have to pay that? No, so, no, they don't. But if they want to get Vintos out of the club, someone will have to come up with that money. Yeah. Well, you know, we might they might just say, we'll pay in time or something. You never you never know if this will impact or, immediately. Or not. Yeah. Or maybe not pay him at all and just say, well, it's yours. Find a... Find a buyer. Mm. Find a buyer for your 64.7% of non-voting shares. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'll we'll go into more detail. I've written a lot on this for Forbes over the last few years, so I can provide a little bit more detail maybe next Mm. week. Um, Maybe maybe also know a little bit more, too. I think it's it's an it is a fascinating story, and it tells you a lot about the investment landscape of the Bundesliga, and why even more fans will probably be now against fifty plus one. Mm. But again, let's leave it for midweek. Um, Stuttgart against Union Berlin, as you said, Urs Fischer back. He f- tested himself free and will be allowed to be on the sidelines. Mm. Union Berlin have to bounce back, and Stuttgart under pressure. Pellegrino Matarazzo. Could be replaced by Adi Hütter. I've been reading today. I don't have any inside information on this, but find that interesting. I like Pellegrino a lot, though, Stefan. I think he's a good coach, but I think 
he may lose this game to Union Berlin. I went for a 3-1 win for Union. Yeah, and I'm beginning to wonder if he's going to lose his job as well. Um, yeah. You know, he's done so well at Stuttgart, and they've gone through so much recently in terms of injuries and player sales, and there's a huge amount you're willing to forgive in that team just because of the kind of outside factors that he's had to put up with, uh, put up with rather. Uh, mm. But it just kind of feels like nothing's going right for Stuttgart this season. Um They've yet to win at home. Um, that Wolfsburg result kind of felt like it was it was going to kind of define almost like a six pointer to an extent at the bottom yeah. of the table there, and and for Wolfsburg to kind of come back after going behind, it just kind of made me think there's only so much we can do with uh, there's only so much left to do with the Stuttgart side. So you know, I think Union Berlin will kind of have to work hard at it. They obviously lost to Frankfurt last weekend, so they'll have to kind of make sure they do bounce back, but. I think this Stuttgart side are maybe one of the most beatable teams in the division right now. So I've gone for a 3-1 win uh, for Union Berlin. Yeah, same. 3-1. There we go. Um, we'll see how we'll see who's going to win. Lead the prediction game over at Get German Football News after this. Um, yeah. Exciting times. Yeah, looking forward um, to it. Yeah, me too. Um, this is going to be a fascinating match day. Anyways, I digress. Uh, this, as always, this show is brought to you by Bet Online, and please check out our newsletter. Uh, give this podcast a rating if you like it. Give us feedback too. Um, we can both be reached via the newsletter, via Twitter, and uh, Stefan. Anything else I need to mention? Uh, I don't think so. All I would say is I'd like to say a thank you on behalf of our subscribers for all the extra work you've been doing this week. So Manu's been at two games, if I'm not mistaken, had pieces up on the website yeah. for it. So. Subscribers getting even more bang for their buck right now. Um, everyone seems to be enjoying it as well. So again, thank you for do- putting the hard miles in on the roads uh, <laughs> and getting to these games for us. Oh, it's been fun, and I I think I wasn't sure how people would receive them these pieces, but they seem to like them. So I think I'll if I'm at games or maybe even some of the big games I watch on TV, mm. I'm gonna keep doing them. I'm not gonna do it for every match or every match day, so don't get too used to them. But <laughs> we'll definitely do them for the big occasions, I think, and when you know when there's the right time for mm. it. And I think that's probably gonna be also a really good way for the newsletter to maybe cover the World Cup. Mm. Um. Germany at the World Cup, so yeah, lots of lots of ideas here. W- w- which direction we can take that? So keep your eyes on that. But yeah, thank you for reading them, and thank you. I'm glad that you guys really appreciate them. It means it means a lot, and the feedback has just been fantastic. So yeah, that's it. Um, if you want to read those pieces, sign up. And until next week, auf Wiedersehen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.